0: Welcome back to the Wilmington Chamber podcast. Um, you know, we geeked out last time talking about offshore wind energy, and we're going to geek out again. I love infrastructure and <laughs> love talking about it and and advocating for it. And so today, I have learned that about you. I know, yes. right? I yeah. do get excited. Rob about Kaiser it. knows. <laughs> Rob Kaiser, Kaiser knows. Yeah. Um, yes, that's our latest drinking game. Every time I say infrastructure, <laughs> Kaiser takes a shot. No, um, mm-hmm. but today we're going to talk about. Um, as, the, as the Business Journal <laughs> described our annual meeting last week uh, or weeks ago, uh, leadership, vision, and a bridge. Because I haven't been on a stage anywhere in the last three to four months where I haven't talked about the need for a replacement for the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge. Is that and, intentional? Who, me? The <laughs> intentional? Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a broken record. People look cool. at me and say, oh, you're the one that wants that bridge. Yeah. But we all need to want that bridge. Mm-hmm. We're going to, our population between now and 2040 is going to grow by 35%. Mm-hmm. Um, peop- and most of those people are, are are building houses in Brunswick County or right. Pender County, but Brunswick specifically as it relates to this bridge. And that's a lot of people who are going to come over a bridge that's already lived its life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Cape Memorial Bridge, I mean, it's it's in fine shape, right? We're going to continue maintaining it. We're going to continue repairing it. But those costs are adding up, right? So we learned today, we learned recently, um, it's like between 30 and $50 million
0: just to continue maintaining that bridge over the next several years. And so, I don't know. Continuing to spend that versus spending a few hundred on a, on a replacement, bridge <laughs> is the question, right? right. So, yeah, yeah. So, Neil, what are your your thoughts about replacement of the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge?
2: Well, it's certainly needed. It's outlived its service life. Um, The DOT is doing a a fabulous job of maintaining it and keeping it operating. Most of the parts that um, operate that bridge for it to be able to go up and down uh, are no longer built or manufactured, so any time a, a part is uh, needs to be replaced, it has to be custom-manufactured somewhere. There are no spare parts sitting in a warehouse somewhere for a bridge of that age. And so, um, you know, one of the things we learned, uh, that I learned today, is that it's considered a fracture-critical bridge, mm-hmm. which means that if there is any substantial structural damage done to it, um, barge impact or some other potential vehicle impact that causes significant damage, the bridge would have to be closed and could potentially be closed for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And due to the importance of that particular bridge to our region, if that did occur, it would have significant impact to our economy, to businesses, to uh, tourism. And um, that's why we've got to start working quickly for a long term plan to replace that bridge
0: absolutely, and it's not even in the DOT program for the next ten years mm-hmm. and we also learned recently it wouldn't matter even if it was because that the North Carolina DOT because of cost increases and and, and and impacts to the revenue sources they're already billions of dollars over what what they have the money to fund
1: right so so last November we passed a bill a yep. federal Infrastructure bill, yep. biggest bill we've ever passed when it comes to infrastructure spending, but mm-hmm. that's still not putting a dent in this particular
0: project. No, it's not. We, the state of North Carolina will see yeah, just under a hundred million, like in million funds dollars, like ninety-one million dollars, ninety-one million, and and that will get put into the, the the formula that North Carolina uses to distribute transportation dollars. Um, but it's only going to minimize the number of projects that are delayed. Mm-hmm. Is, is that will help that? So we'll have fewer projects delayed. We'll get more projects completed, but it doesn't mean there's money to add any new projects. So we got to do something different.
2: People see a number of 1.1 trillion and say, "Oh, well, there's got to be some nest egg somewhere that could be redirected to that bridge." But by the time you subdivide that into the different pockets that that money's going to. None of it's going to roadways or bridges. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you take the pocket it is and you divide that by 50 states and all the other U.S. territories Mm -hmm. and then you get to what North Carolina is getting out of that. Unless every single penny Mm -hmm. that's allotted to North Carolina is all going to be spent on this one project, it's still not enough funding uh, to replace the bridge. And even if that was going to happen, the bridge has to be on that improvement plan already right. for it to be eligible and it's not. Right,
1: right.
2: So there's multiple reasons why this um, recent 1.1 trillion dollar federal bill, the funding from that is not going to be the solution for us for that bridge. So we've got to start looking at other alternative ways. Funding sources, methods, collaboration with our regional partners, in order to be able to have the funding to do what needs to be done with that bridge.
1: So, so let's talk a little bit about that that process, right? The transparency behind that process. How do we get the Cape Memorial Bridge listed in the STEP?
0: Well, there that's a process that we just have to wait for that to come around again. Okay, and we'll certainly do that. I think that um, that we would like to find the creative ways to get it done outside that project. Oh, because, got it, got it. even if we got it in, we're, that's still a decade away. Ten years away. At least. And so so there are ways. We you know, we've we've done we've done creative things in the state of North mm. Carolina using grant dollars. Mm. There's a grant called a TIFIA, there's a, there's Garvey bonds, there's um, a couple of other unique ways to access grant funding. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't be money that would come into the distribution process. You have to apply for it. And mm-hmm. it does. It would regional support to do things like that. There um, is at least one project in the state of North Carolina that was a public-private partnership Mm -hmm. where a private company literally put the money in first and are awaiting their payback. Um, We've had projects um, completed in the state of North Carolina where the the contractor agreed to stretch out their payments from the state Mm -hmm. to a longer period. So it took them four years to build it and they agreed to be paid over six years. Who does that? But a private company in North Carolina agreed to do that with a, with a section of highway in our state in order to get that highway on the books faster. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that contractor made great friends with the DOT and uh, and, do it and agreeing to do that. And so we've got to figure out, and it, it may take every single one of those ideas to mm-hmm. get this done because this is an expensive project. Yeah. Um, we lost an opportunity to add a third bridge over the Cape Fear River. Because we couldn't get our act together as a region. Mm. And I'm determined, (laughs) if I do nothing else, and you know, between now and the time I retire, uh, I want to keep the region together. I think that our economy is dependent upon each other. We know people live outside New Hanover County and work inside New Hanover County, and vice versa. So every connection we can make between those communities is critically important. I will never forget that I left this community when that what we thought was a Category 5 hurricane was mm. heading our way in 2018. And I, I went and hid in a friend's basement in Charlotte and, and waited for it to pass, and then I couldn't get back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because the bridge was down, but because our infrastructure wasn't resilient. Right. We were, streets were flooded out, so that New Hanover County was a complete island. Uh, Brunswick County was three different islands. Literally, they were islands because the roads got washed out or flooded between. And we just, we cannot allow um, ourselves to be down to one bridge. If it's only the Isabel Holmes Bridge, our commuting patterns will be very negatively impacted, and not just people, but the goods—goods goods that are made inside New Hanover County that need to be sold outside New Hanover right. County, and vice versa. It's there's a lot of truck traffic on the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge, truck traffic that needs to go to the ports.
2: That's, that's exactly right. I think there's there's two main issues. It's in in economic development circles, it's workforce development. So where are you finding your talent? And our talent is regional. You know, we like to think of ourselves as as maybe an island but we're really not we're drawing folks from all over the all over the region Um, but then getting having our businesses be able to get the products that they're making out to the world um, is is critically important on that bridge Uh, it's it's the 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 number one transportation connector in the region right
0: yeah that's we've heard lots of people talk about um, that impact and you know, traffic's already slowing down coming into Wilmington. So today, um, you know, we have a number of cars that come over, even post-COVID, right? Um, there are a lot of predictions that the new way of work would limit mm-hmm. the number of cars on major thoroughfares. And while it has, it hasn't had enough of an impact. Um, when you talk
1: about a 34 or 35% population jump, it's hard to imagine that they're all working remotely.
0: They're not all working from home. Yeah. Um, they need to drive uh, somewhere. To even if they don't drive to work, they need to drive to healthcare. They need mm-hmm. to drive. They they want to drive to Wilmington restaurants mm-hmm. and to Wilmington cultural opportunities and museums and and beaches even. And so um, we need that bridge replaced. So we've got a little bit of time left in this
1: episode. What are other major infrastructure issues that our chamber is looking at this year, other than the remo- replacement for the Cape Fear Memorial Bridge?
2: Well, we're Continue to advocate for the completion of projects that are, are currently funded. Okay. There are, fortunately, some of those that <laughs> have have made it to the priority list. Mm-hmm. The Hampstead Bypass would be mm-hmm. one of those. Um, Independence Boulevard Extension would be another one that comes to mind. Those are critical um, you know, connector uh, paths um, that we need to get completed. Uh, Hampstead, as everyone in this area probably knows, is growing pretty quickly Mm. and highway 17 through there is, is, uh, can be a challenge particularly during rush hour. So, um, you know, getting that, uh, workforce into our area and, and back home, uh, as well as the goods and services uh, to, to that come out of Wilmington, um, need to, that needs to be improved with that bypass. You know, another issue that we're working on is trying to make sure that we are, um, Continuing to advocate for um, the renourishment of our coastal storm damage reduction projects on our beaches, and mm-hmm. and keeping our waterways open, you know that's another critical um, business component of our area is uh, the use of the waterways. And I'm not talking about just recreationally, but commercially. There's mm-hmm. a commercial fishing um, that uses that. There's charter boats. There's um, um, you know, there still is some traffic uh, by barge that uh, where goods are transported up and down the waterway. And so, um, keeping the inlets clear and moving that material back on the beaches to protect our um, beach infrastructure is, is very important to me. And that's something that we're working uh, diligently on right now for, um, for you know, particularly in our immediate region, Carolina Beach and Riceville Beach. so. Um, we had a meeting about that earlier today. So uh, we're doing things like that constantly uh, to advocate for our region uh, as a business with the Chamber of Commerce.
0: Yeah, there are also some key uh, intersections mm-hmm. in our community that um, that present challenges for traffic, right? And um, people will tell mm-hmm. you which intersections to avoid during rush hour. And, and so working with the DOT, some creative uh, intersections at... Uh, Eastwood and Military Cutoff, which mm-hmm. actually has impacts on some development opportunities in that part of the community. Then, the, then at Carr and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, and then Market and MLK also. Or a couple, Those are three. And then we're extending... we Are still talking about going over? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's been so, a while since yep, we've been talking you about that. Keep the traffic <laughs> moving when you create an overpass mm-hmm. that that keeps that keeps traffic moving both ways right yeah. so you don't have the need to stop traffic when when you have them routed a little bit differently and and while there are some impacts when you do that uh, and it does you know, maybe add a couple miles more on your on your actual trip it cuts the time right and, and it just makes us a more attractive place because you don't have to sit at traffic lights but
2: Really that's that's one thing that my wife would not allow me to make a joke about in my speech at the annual meeting was, you know, Wilmington used to be known to have one overpass, <laughs> college and market, the only overpass <laughs> Wilmington ever had for 50 years. Um, and so it, it's exciting to see that there is some planning for some additional overpasses yep, to happen. Yep. Um, you know, I've visited other cities <laughs> of similar size as Wilmington, and, you know, there's an overpass every five blocks, it seems like. And so the fact that Wilmington has got so far behind in those type of um, improved interchanges um, is is hard to understand, but we've got to start making some improvements to those.
0: We absolutely do. So Again, with a 35% population growth expected uh, in a couple of decades, we, we can't rest on our laurels. We have to continue advocating. We invite you to join us. Uh, if you're members of the chamber and want to join our public policy committee, please do. If you're not members of the chamber yet and you want to become a member and help to advocate, call <laughs> Megan at uh, 910-762-2611 and anyone on the chamber team will be happy to help. Again, thanks so much for joining us on the Wilmington Chamber podcast. Neil, it's been fun having you here talking about this infrastructure topic. Um, I always look to my engineer friend when I need when I have questions, so um, and he's always quick to help me figure things out. And Josh, Thank you for helping us talk yeah, about it as you. well. Yeah, thank right? you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yep. 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 Thank
2: I've you, everyone. It.